Manager for Sklo Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. This is our first episode of the new year. We took some time off between uh, Christmas and New Year's and just to you know, recharge the batteries and all that. Hope uh, everyone had a great holiday. Hope you had a great new year and a great start to 2020. With a new year and a new month, that means there is a new exhibition in our art gallery, and that's what this episode is about. We are welcoming Nicole Packard. Uh, She's a a native of State College. She grew up here. Uh, She now teaches at Park Forest Middle School, so, so she works in the school district. And she's an artist and art educator. And she works in pastels, and she is bringing her exhibition, Mindscapes, it's now showing in our gallery for the month of January. It mixes memories with fantastical places she wishes to visit. And had a great conversation with her as uh, she kicks off our uh, gallery season for 2020. We have some amazing, outstanding, and some different exhibitions coming up this year that we think you'll enjoy. And it, it starts off with Nicole Packard's exhibition, Mindscapes. So hope you enjoy my conversation with Nicole as we are kicking off our 2020 gallery season. Do you just, uh, want to talk about how you, you got into art or how when it was at first uh, drew you to, uh, to art? Yes. Sure. Uh, I've been involved with art for most of my life. Uh, I drew a lot as a child. I was really lucky to have parents that encouraged that and bought sketchbooks and uh, other kind of drawing supplies to allow me to try a lot of different things. And then uh, I think high school was where I really delved into what art can be and how to start developing a concentration in art and uh, making artwork that has a voice to it. Uh, and then I pursued art in college, too. I went to Penn State for a BFA in drawing and painting and an art ed uh, BS. Okay. Well, I guess, what do you mean art has a voice to it? What would you, like, how would you describe that? Yeah. Art has an amazing way of communicating with people, whether it's uh, telling them a story or asking a question or... Uh, trying to make a connection with them. Mm -hmm. And so most artists that are producing art, at least contemporarily, are making work that um, talks to the viewer. Mm -hmm. So they might be creating something that asks the viewer to think about a certain topic or a lot of my artwork is encouraging the viewer into this visual space where they can kind of spend some time, (laughs) like a memory or um, a photograph might, where it it pulls on some of your own experiences and you uh, can see something through the artist's eyes as well. Um, And we're looking at some of your work now. Are these places out of, that you created or or have these places you've been to or how how would you describe a 
what we're, I guess we're looking at. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, most of my artwork really over the last uh, 10 years has been about taking uh, real things and putting them together in an unreal way to make something new. So these are all pictures that are a mixture of things that I've imagined, places that I've been, uh, actual memories of trying to kind of recreate the image in your mind. Mm -hmm. So often when you think of a memory of a place that had an impact on you or where you felt really serene, uh, what you're picturing in your mind isn't necessarily the exact replica of what it really looks like, but it, it mixes in the experience of how you felt while you were there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the pieces do a little bit of that. They're not uh, realistic representations of any one location, but they're uh, kind of a mixture of what I remember from being in certain areas that had uh, you know, a visual impact on me or made me feel a certain way. And then they might be mixed with a little bit of imaginary world mm -hmm. somewhere that I would like to go or like to visit. Mm -hmm. and, and you're from here. Are there are there places in this region that even going back to your childhood that really have drawn, you've been drawn to and inspired you, your work? Oh, certainly. Mm -hmm. There's so many areas in Pennsylvania and State College even that have really interesting feels to them, you know, whether it's like the rock formations. Uh, there's a lot of hiking trails throughout the Huntington area, uh, Shingletown Gap, places where if you find the little nooks and crannies where there's something uh, kind of serene, a lot of the pictures that I'm creating are very calm. They, When I look at them, I think of... Uh, those moments where you're at rest, where you just take a deep breath and uh, kind of take in the scenery and mm -hmm. allow your thoughts to manifest mm -hmm. or kind of, I guess, uh, process through things. Mm -hmm. And what drew you to the, the medium you work in now and how, how did you get, um, I guess, get started in that, in that platform? Yeah. I did a lot of work uh, in acrylic painting mm -hmm. for a while and these pieces are a lot softer and a little bit more atmospheric. Uh, they feel uh, like there's maybe a little bit more depth or there's uh, cloud formations, grassy areas where the wind's blowing through. And I just, I couldn't create that with the acrylic paints. I'm sure it's possible, uh, but the pastel, these are chalk pastels. The pastel lends itself really nicely to layers to softer colors to um, the natural kind of feeling of clouds and grass and hills and landscapes mm -hmm. which is most of these this work is landscapes mm -hmm. and this is if you want to talk about the exhibition at SCLO, will this mm -hmm. be mostly the, the, the work you're, will be, uh, people will be seeing landscapes and, and, uh, and I'm sorry, what the title of your, uh, uh, mindscapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Yes. yes. They are all, almost all landscapes in some form. Some are a little bit more abstracted. Uh, some are a little more realistic. Uh, they're all based on memories and images and places that I kind of imagined I'd like to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's why they're called mindscapes, since they're not they're not technically a representation of the land so much as uh, the experience of being in that area. Uh, they are all chalk pastels and um, land formations. So there's a lot with hills or wheat fields or little uh, vignettes of you know mountains yeah. and things like that. Yeah. 
Well, I guess what goes into to putting together a show, uh, like how do you narrow down? Do you know how many pieces you want? And and and, and putting it together. And and, and I know some. Do, do you try to tell a story, or is it just all oh, okay? These are my best pieces. <laughs> I think it depends on the show. For yeah. this one, they all have a similar feel. So if there's a piece that it's kind of like an outlier that doesn't mm-hmm. fit with the, the kind of central theme of the mindscapes, then that one gets pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly it's the strongest pieces mm-hmm. or the ones that you think uh, will evoke the, the feeling that you're trying to convey. So when people mm-hmm. walk through the show, there's a central theme, but there's still uh, little differences mm-hmm. and variations where they can... Uh, find something in one picture that they might not experience in another picture. Mm. And I guess uh, what in, inspired you to become a teacher too, and you're, now you're uh, uh, influencing another generation of artists at uh, Park Forest Middle School. Yeah. Oh, teaching is such a wonderful thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to help other people create something that they care about. Uh, it also gives you a chance to play with lots of different materials <laughs> and uh, try different things and watch the students try new things. We work through a lot of different veins. So they might do some chalk pastel or some acrylic painting, but then they do things like clay and collage, uh, sculpture, using recycled materials. So you experience the materials and the artwork in a new way because you're looking at it through the students' eyes. Uh, and it really... It, kind of churns your own artistic creative thoughts where you're starting to get ideas from the students and they start getting ideas from you and it becomes this collaborative art space. Did you uh, have, I guess, who are some of the teachers maybe that influenced uh, (laughs) you uh, um, during your uh, uh, school days here in State College? Yeah, Yeah. so a few of them are still around. I had uh, a couple wonderful art teachers in high school. Um, Two are retired now. Uh, that they taught for a long time, Holly Foy and um, Bob Plackey. And they really encouraged me and the other students in class to think about what we wanted from our artwork and then trying to figure out a way to achieve that, whether it was um, pursuing a career in the arts or art education or making artwork that just had a purpose to it which is really uh, a central part of making any type of artwork. Mm-hmm. Do you, I guess going back to like some of the, the places, I mean, do you travel around a lot? And are you always like, as an art, you have an artist's eye, are you always <laughs> looking, I guess, for, wow, this would be a great thing to, to, put, to put on paper? I mean, is that, is that always in your mind as you travel, um, either here in State College or other places? I think you do start to become like a, a process through which your artwork can be made, where you're continually looking for things that you can use in the art. Uh, I do love to travel. Uh, so that makes looking for new inspiration or ideas really easy. Uh, I, when I was in college, I took two different study abroad trips to Ireland and then to Italy. And it's such a different culture and visual environment that you do, you get a lot of new ideas, Mm -hmm. but there's so much in Pennsylvania and outside around the U.S. that uh, can serve as as art inspiration or just, you know, natural personal inspiration. Yeah, yeah. What what artists uh, uh, were you... uh, 
fans are, are drawn to growing up? Like any um, any particular artists that you uh, really admired as you were uh, going through? I think when I was first introduced to art, I, I had learned a lot about uh, more famous, well-known art historical figures uh, mm-hmm. like Vermeer, uh, artists that were well-known um, now but aren't still alive creating artwork. And then the more I moved through school into college and um, now I look at artists that are currently contemporary artists, Mm -hmm. artists that are making work and showing in galleries. And it's a different feel when you think Mm -hmm. of the the old masters with the um, more refined styles Mm -hmm. versus contemporary artists that are really more about the purpose of the artwork or the message that they're conveying and and the material and how it's used is definitely important, but it sometimes comes second to how, uh, what they're trying to convey to their audience. How how do you find the the art community here in in State College or Center County as a whole and has it changed, uh, you know, since you've grown up here and have seen, experienced it, has it changed much uh, in the time, in that time? I think it's grown, Mm -hmm. but State College has always had a pretty strong art community, and it's it's phenomenal how many artists are actively working in the State College area and producing artwork. uh, If you walk through like a first Friday Mm -hmm. and you go through some of the downtown galleries, Sklow Library, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see artwork from a lot of local people, people that are either grew up here or are transplants into the State College area. Uh, It's nice to be a part of that community and be able to add to it. And do you find it pretty supportive of each other? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I know other artists that you either just supporting each other's work or maybe uh, collaborating or just uh, bouncing ideas off of. I don't know if that happens among the artist community here. I think we try. (laughs) I mean, the support is definitely there. Um, There's not always the venue for bouncing ideas or coming up and working collaboratively, but when the opportunities arise, artists in the area seem very open to Mm -hmm. working together. And um, I've had a few local artists come into the classroom and Mm -hmm. do like an artist in residency workshop with the kids. And that's such a great opportunity. There's a lot of... um, art classes available to people that are taught by practicing artists Mm. like the Art Alliance and the Rivet and Mm. many of their instructors are active artists in the State College area Mm. that are making artwork and then sharing that knowledge with other people. What's what's your uh, schedule like? How do you when do you carve out time? Is it just when (laughs) when you I mean I guess you know maybe from August to June is pretty busy so how do you find time to carve out to uh when, when you have something that you want to um, yeah. put on paper? Uh, setting the deadline like the show was a great, <laughs> <laughs> a really great motivator. Uh, I, I make artwork on a regular basis, um, just in the evenings, on the weekends. Over the summer is a wonderful <laughs> opportunity to do that. But when you have some type of a deadline, like you sign up for an exhibition, it really forces you to... Um, not pass up those times to make the artwork. I think sometimes we get busy and we have other things going on in life or I'm worried about the teaching lesson that's coming up. And uh, so it's easy to, t- 
tell yourself that you'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) And when there's something that's holding you to that, that time constraint, you really, it pushes you to sit down and work on the artwork on a regular basis. So I guess did that, uh, did you sign up first to have an exhibit or did you think, oh, wait, I have enough for, uh, for a show? I mean, how did, in terms of like signing up for uh, the, the gallery space in, in Sklo, for example? And Sklo's a, a smaller space. I had a few of these pieces um, when I actually ran into Maria, who schedules the shows, and uh, talked to her about scheduling a show. And I did not have the gallery, uh, I, I, yeah, didn't have enough pieces to fill the gallery. But I, I had a few that I could show her to have a better idea of what the show would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just had to <laughs> carve time out to get the, the time work. to yes, yes, yeah. finish the work. Yeah, yeah. And do you know how, how many pieces you're gonna uh, be uh, be showcasing? Well, there's yeah. about um, there's four walls in the space, but um, some of them are larger than others. Um, if I had to guess. My pieces range from small 12 by 12s to the larger, maybe 16 by 24s. I would guess uh, between a dozen and two dozen pieces of artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, And now this, I guess, is not going to be at Sklob, but I did want to ask, you wrote in your uh, bio about Dark Matter, a a series you did, and uh, it was just interesting. I don't know if you want to explain what that series was for for you putting, putting it together. Certainly. I have been working on that series for quite a few years. Um, It started in college and then uh, progressed even after I graduated. It's similar in idea, but very different looking. (laughs) They're all acrylic paintings that are a mixture of cellular biology and um, macro images from like outer space where you have two things that look very similar, but one might be microscopic and the other is very, very large. Hmm. Uh, they're somewhat abstracted, so that's not uh, a literal representation of either one, hmm. but they're morphed together in this way that, to me, feels kind of alien-like. It's like something uh, that hasn't quite been developed yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I guess, uh, is there anything you're having the future that you are hoping to do with your work or anything you're uh, looking you know forward to forward to as as since this is going to be in January for 2020 any uh, (laughs) resolutions you're making with uh with your artwork my art has just evolved naturally Mm -hmm. yeah I move from one vein to another depending on what um ideas develop from the one before it and so I think I'll be staying with the mindscapes for a while, and eventually I'm sure it'll morph into something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do usually have artwork up throughout the State College area. For those people that don't know, the Art Alliance does an outreach program in which they have uh, local artists that display in local venues, like they might be banks or um, community areas. Mm-hmm. So I try to have artwork up, you know, a couple months throughout the year yeah. that just shares what's going on in your own yeah. studio with the rest of the State College area. When you look at, back at some of your older pieces, pieces you've done, and do they resonate different feelings for you than when you maybe first created it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, when you're making anything, uh, a painting, a piece of writing, a poem, you 
you're so in that moment of thinking that uh, when you're looking at it, you're still thinking about everything that you're putting into the piece. Uh, it's like standing in a space, experiencing that space, and then going home later and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Your memory is a little bit different than what the experience was right then at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is something strange about putting artwork you know, in a portfolio or something and then getting it back out a couple years later. It does always look different than how you remember it looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, sometimes that's kind of a nice experience. Yeah. You see it with fresh eyes. Uh, you're able to see maybe what other people are seeing when they look at the work without, yeah. you know, all of that uh, kind of moments during the making process. Yeah. How, I, does When someone sees your work and they, and they maybe talk to you about it and they tell you something that wait, that's not what I, I mean, has, has that happened before that they're, they are seeing something maybe you weren't uh, trying to portray in your, in your work? I think every viewer looks at the piece with their own history mm-hmm. uh, involved. So when people talk to me about what they're experiencing in the artwork, usually they mention something about uh, a past experience, whether it's someone who might be working in biology at that time and looks at the dark matter pieces and asks about uh, certain things that remind them of certain cellular things or certain disease cells or uh, bacteria, because um, that's what they kind of are thinking. That's where their mm. mind is right at that moment when they're looking at the pieces. And they are based on those items, the cellular biology, the disease cells, mm. uh, or someone that has had experience um, like doing architectural design, sometimes looks at them and they think about it through the vein of that architecture. Like how would this space exist and where would you put different things? Uh, So when people talk to me about the artwork, often they mention their own jobs or their experiences or what they're doing at that time because you see it in the artwork. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're looking forward to the exhibition in January, Mindscapes. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. And and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to your show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Our Betsy Rogers Allen Art Gallery is just a great, uh, one of the great treasures we have here at school. I hope you enjoy it whenever you visit the library. Uh, check out Nicole's work in January. And as I mentioned, we have some uh, great exhibitions coming up this year, along with some annual ones like Images. We'll be back in July. And so just uh, check out our gallery space. We have a local, especially we focus a lot on local artists and who have a chance to show their work in, in a great space. Other things happening at library at the at the library at SCLO uh, today actually uh, January eighth is the first day for registration for the Story Times and Toddler Learning Center for the session ones uh, that will be taking place uh, soon um, session ones for the Toddler Learning Center are on Tuesdays beginning January twenty first but registration is open today. And the Write and Illustrate Your Own Book Contest is open. Submissions are being, now being accepted from our children's department through March 10th. And you can uh, find out information about the contest, uh, sclolibrary.org slash book contest. This is the 36th annual contest. 
and there's a writer's workshop, a young writer's workshop that will be taking place on February 8th. And we're going to be having a, a podcast episode that we'll be talking about that with Ann Bergevin. She's the one who runs the, the workshop. So we're looking forward to that. So uh, I'll be previewing that in a future episode. Center County Reads, of course, is getting started. Uh, the book Charming Billy, our kickoff event is going to be in early February. We're going to be talking more about that, but you can pick up the book at the library and get started as uh, the Center County Reads 2020 selection, Alice McDermott's Charming Billy, and Alice will be visiting uh, the area in April, so we're looking forward to that. SCORE is having a seminar, a workshop on uh, Thursday, January 16th, looking at 21st century customer service. It's 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. in our community room. Uh, register online at sclolibrary.org. Uh, SCORE has a, a bunch of uh, uh, workshops coming up that we are going to be previewing. Uh, do, if you're an entrepreneur or, or thinking of starting your own business, they're a great resource. Uh, so this one will be about customer service in the 21st century. And, of course, everything is on our website, schoollibrary.org. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And I want to thank Nicole Packard again for joining us. Uh, again, check out her work, her Mindscapes exhibition in our gallery. Hope everyone has a great weekend and rest of the week. And until next time, we hope to see you at School Library.